time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show, discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Quinter in Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Low snap. Rourke flips to Bangura. Cuts in. Dives in. Touchdown, Ohio. C.A. Bangura. Nice five and Colbert there for the rejection. His 100th career game and the outlet to Shireman for the flush. Back to the ground game. Buckley, an inspiring run. 10-5 touchdown, Jalen Buckley. 52 yards. Steal, Eve Misi. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730, Fox Sports, Tri-State, Rocking M-App, NWKSRadio.net, no matter which way you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in here on this Wednesday, November the 8th. Quite a drop in the weather today after an 80-degree day yesterday. We have ourselves a beautiful 56 expected today with temperatures right now currently at 40 degrees. Just ride that roller coaster, baby. It's just going to keep on going up and down, up and down. Although it looks like, at least as far as I've looked, which is to the weekend and a little bit past, we're going to stick in these 50s for the time being. But I hope, if you love, did you get a ground of golf in, Christian, yesterday? You're trying to work on that, shoot, on keeping that uh, score lower. So I was wondering if you got a round in well, yesterday. Yeah. I, I did not. Certainly lower is the, uh, the key word there because it's not low. Uh, but yeah, no, I think is, I might have to play this shoots weekend. An, this is a guy who shoots 80. Shoots 80. How dare, how on, dare you? On nine. I have never <laughs> shot an 80. The lowest was, or the highest was a 77. I will not be, I will not be embarrassed in, with an 80. How dare you? This is the same guy who once said, uh, yeah, I'm playing golf. I, I'm trying to get better. I shot at whatever it was, a 77 or something. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. On oh, nine holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that ain't going to work out really We're working good. on it. We're working on it. See, the trouble the trouble with daylight savings can't really play after work anymore. you gotta got to save no, for No, that's, uh, that's a fact. You cannot. Another reason why we don't need uh, – this is not daylight savings. This is why we – just need to just stick with whatever we had before you know the, the don't don't change don't change the time i agree it's so you won't get an argument from me it's so depressing I, and i don't like is there anyone that would argue it besides maybe ben franklin who's been dead and invented it you know i mean is there anybody who would really argue anymore because i've never anybody said boy i love this getting dark late or early you know at three four in the afternoon i love this has anybody ever said that i if they have i haven't met them yet i would like to um, isn't it supposed to be for farmers, something like that? I, I'm new. I'm new I, to Kansas. And I, the, get, the I guess they gotta... could they could put it that way. I suppose. Well, you know, they want to get up early. Look, it might have been that way back in the olden days when we didn't have lights on the front of our tractors. You know, I don't know. This this to me is silly. Whatever. But just ask it, ask whoever it is. That it's just depressing. Uh, it's just depressing when you because they'll it'll get bad. You know, it'll be here about December twenty. 
20th, you know, right mm-hmm. around Christmas, and it'll be at least local time here in Goodland. It'll probably be around 4 o'clock, 4.30. It'll be dark. <laughs> Depressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Depressing. <laughs> so... Anyway, we got a full show ahead here on this Wednesday. We've got the College Football Power 5. We'll get to that teaser. It's a pretty good week. Pretty good week. Not as good yeah. as the previous yeah, week, but is. it's it's a pretty good week this week in the College Football Power 5. So that's coming up here today. The po- you know, we did our mid-season uh, you know, award winners, MVP, thing like that. Well, now we're seeing officially you know, from the sports books, you know, who is officially the MVP? Who is officially the midseason Super Bowl game prediction? Which we're going to talk about that coming up here in our third segment of the day as well. So we'll get to all that coming up uh, here on this uh, Wednesday morning edition of the Morning Blitz. But I want to start first and foremost uh, talking a little bit about local sports last night. And Christian will be able to give a lot more information than yours truly will be able to because he was at one of the games last night. But uh uh, yesterday, uh, both, all four JUCO squads from the region were in action. All four were handed losses. Uh, an over an over night uh, for JUCO hoops. Uh, Northwest Tech men beaten handily on the road in Sterling, Colorado, uh, falling to Northeastern, ninety nine to eighty. That puts them at one and one. You know, visiting with Coach Bradley Monday. Head coach of Northwest Tech Maverick Menio, you know, he was like, "I wanted this game. I scheduled this because if you look at the schedule for Northwest Tech, they're playing a lot at home. And in order to get games at home, you usually have to schedule lesser opponents, and and that usually means some JV squads and stuff. And you're going to have to, you know, possibly even give them some money to come here uh, and give them some benefits of being if you're going to hit these type of home games, especially if you're not a power program like Indian Hills or Hutchinson or whoever else you want to throw in there for the JUCO ranks. If you're going to get those guys, those teams to come, you know, you're going to have to do that. Now, they do have, you know, Western Nebraska coming to the Max Jones Fieldhouse. Colby will play them on Friday. Uh, so that's a bigger opponent coming up here in the Maverick Classic. But you're going to play a lot of JV teams, at least this schedule. So you have to go on the road and you got to see what your team is like because playing on the road is so much different than playing at home. It doesn't matter what program you are. And they go on the road and they get beat by 19. And I know Coach Bradley thought they were going to be able to hang in that game. So that's got to be a disappointment for him and his team. Uh, but they'll they'll get back to it and be back in action here on Friday for the uh, Maverick Classic there at the Max Jones Fieldhouse. The Northwest Tech Lady Mavs, they lost as well. They fell by 15 to McCook Community College up on the road there in southwest Nebraska. 70-55 to the final score. Lady Mavericks are 0-2. It'll be interesting to hear what uh, Coach Rashad Baker uh, says. I'm going to go visit with him today about some stuff. So I'll be interested to hear what he has to say about the, the two 0-2 start with losses to McCook Community College and to North Platte Community College, and that's who Colby Community College played last night, where the Knights of North Platte, beautiful city there in North Platte. Um, the women lose to the Lady Knights, 55-48. They opened their season at 1-1. One one. It was their first loss season. Trojan men handed their first loss season. They lose 75-65. They dropped to 2-1 and one, uh, to begin their season. Christian, you were there on hand for some—I don't know if you were there for much of the women's game or not. I know you said you saw some of the men's game. Were you there for some of the women's game as well? What was what were your thoughts on last night at the event center with Colby Community College? Uh, I, I was not there for the women's game. I did uh, catch some of it. It— it was indicative of, frankly, what I thought. Obviously, Darren Spence, the new head coach there, doing a pretty good job. They only won one game last year uh, all season, and they've already hit that total uh, for the year this year. So uh, a, a low bar, certainly, but but the bar has been hit, which is nice um, for a program that's rebuilding a little bit. So you you saw, and you're gonna you're gonna hear the, a similar thing when I talk about the men's side, uh, but to a lesser extent. You, you saw a young team out there. You saw a team that 
has a new head coach, has a new program, has, I believe, all new players. I don't think they returned a single uh, player from, from last year's squad, and it's it's getting warmed up into the season. It was a lot of missed shots where, you know, they weren't getting these wide open looks, but you had you had good looks. Uh, Noel, Noella Bijuaya shooting 2 of 14. She's probably your best uh, do-it-yourself player, the closest thing. You call them dudes, right? Uh, you gotta have, they're, they're, well, it'd be a dudette, a dudette on the women's dudette, side. So a, a dude and a dudette. Well, you got to have your dudes. She's, she's the closest thing uh, to a dudette that they've got in terms of getting your own. Right, uh, she's got a, a great pull-up midi, and and she just shot two of fourteen. There was a lot of that. Just they shot twenty-one uh, percent from three, twenty-four uh, percent from the field, and but the big number that stands out, despite uh, those shooting numbers, is the twenty-two turnovers, uh, which you just can't have. But uh, not not a horrible start. You hung in with North Platte when they kind of threatened to pull away at points during this game. Uh, so I think not a bad starting point uh, for your year. Uh, over on the men's side, very exciting second half. North Platte, if if the on the women's side they threatened at points to pull away a little bit, the Knights, the the men's Knights certainly did pull away at points. Uh, kind of midway through the first half, and then again midway through the second half, they had I believe it was twelve or fifteen point leads where you kind of go like this is starting to get away from the Trojans a little bit. And it was a run late into that uh, first half. And then a large majority of the second half, I think the Trojans actually played better than the Knights. It was all, it was all, they got a lot of lead to pull out of their foot. It was all self-induced stuff. It was uh, 21 turnovers. And I don't have any official stat for you, but I can tell you just from watching, more than half of those were self-inflicted. Uh, where carries, where travels, where stepping on the uh, uh, the sideline when you're you know swing pass swing pass over to the wing, uh, the you shot it fairly well, 40 percent from the from three, 45 percent from the field. Your your best outside shooters certainly um, have some funky jump shots if you watch it in person. They they got some awkward looking stuff, but if it goes in, it goes in, you know. Right. It, it doesn't it, matter it how it looks. As long as it's in the bottom it, yeah. of the net, baby, it's all that matters. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think certainly your best player, Maxence Massadia from France, just balled out. He looked really good on Sunday against a JV squad, but you kind of say, how much do you weigh that? 21 points, 9 boards, or 9 assists, excuse me, 6 steals. He's also 4 of 8 from 3. This kid is lightning on, I mean, he... They, they love to get up and down and play above the rim. Very, very fast-playing team. It kind of starts and ends with him. He sees the floor well, and he is lightning on the court. But ultimately, uh, you you had a lot of chances to win this game, and you, you just kind of shot yourself in the foot uh, one too many times. You hit on one of the big stats there in turnovers, uh, which is huge. There's, there's, there's a couple stats I look at when I, when I look at how did a game. If, if I didn't see the game live, I look mm. at a couple stats. First and foremost, turnovers are big. Look at that. Did you win the turnover battle? No, you didn't. Second stat, rebounding. Huge stat. 39-25 means you were minus 14 rebounding margin. How many second chance opportunities did I get the, op- the, the, other, the opposition? A lot. So that is, that's a problem there. So 
they took a lot more shots, and you you had way less you had way less rebounds. So you were minus fourteen. That's a huge thing there. And another huge thing that you watch, especially, and I'm sure it's at all levels of basketball, but I feel like in JUCO basketball, it's like magnified. Uh, is free throw, and I'm talking about three point mm. shooting percentage, three four shooting percent. I'm talking about free throw attempts. Colby shot thirteen, or North Platte shot thirty. So you were minus seventeen in, in free throw shooting. You're getting that many more attempts to score points than the other team is. Now, I know, oh, yeah. once again, you can make up for some of that with great three-point shooting, which they did. Um, Colby took way less shots. I mean, they took 12 less shots than North Platte. So, mm-hmm. y- you were on the wrong end of a lot of that, so I can see how this game you know, was a loss for you. You lost a lot of those, those spots. And the reason why I bring up free-throw shooting is, and this is not a negative thing towards junior college basketball, you have to realize, growing up, for me, you know... I, Growing up in small-town Nebraska, so we watched a lot of college basketball. That's what we watched. It was not the pros. It was not JUCO ball because there weren't a lot of JUCOs and still aren't a lot of junior colleges in Nebraska. And so, But Kansas is huge and known for its JUCOs. It's humongous. It's a big thing. So I've gotten really kind of baptized into the JUCO ranks here in my time living in Kansas. And there's just one thing that I, I know calling games and watching JUCO games compared to you know watching you know D1 games or – and stuff like that is that it's just a grittier and, and this is I'm trying to say this in the nice way it's just a grittier uglier game there's not a lot of flow there's a lot of let's just go putting our head down and get into the bucket and draw a foul and get to the there's flow is not a word I would use in junior college basketball rarely is there flow it's most of the time get down the floor may jack up a three maybe it goes in maybe it doesn't go down the floor let's dive let's foul try to block some or try to block a shot draw a foul whatever go to the line shoot free throws i mean think about it last night there was in the colby game a total of 43 free throw shot i've seen games where there were 70 free throw shot oh combined gosh. total so you'll just the more games you go to christian you'll realize that God, there's not a lot of flow, a lot of free throws and stuff like that. And so, especially the junior college ranks, if you're on the team, if you're on the side of the coin that you're shooting more free throws, you're going to be in a better spot. So, nonetheless, uh, it's it's early in the season. Everyone has got all kinds of things to work out, kinks, figuring out your lineup. Um, before we before we get off this topic, I do want to say I'm not jealous of trying to call Colby basketball <laughs> because those are some unbelievable names, which junior yeah. college basketball and Chuco sports are known for their unbelievable names that you have never heard and never seen. And they're like, I need a pronunciation on that, please, because I don't know what that is. So that's why my I'll, that's I'll why my wife, what. my wife always goes, how would you say that? Because I've seen so many <laughs> weird names uh and and pronunciations i'm like well i'll probably do that but anyway let's move on that was junior college basketball last night once again overnight for both northwest tech and colby community college big news yesterday afternoon surrounding kansas basketball as there was announcement that bill self has redone his contract and he is now the highest paid basketball coach in all of college hoops uh bill self signing himself a new five-year it's kind of a redundant five-year deal but he agrees to a new five-year contract that will earn him north of $13.7 million this season. He's got a million-dollar signing bonus, which is amazing. Uh, and if he coaches for the next five seasons, which I don't see Bill Self retiring in the next five seasons, he's going to earn himself a nice little pocket of one uh, of $113 million uh, in that. And then, of course, there's also performance bonuses. You know, if you make it to the Elite Eight, if you make it to the Final Four, you win a national championship, you win a Big 12 title, you're going to get some more money on top of that. Um and he could get a $5 million retention bonus if he's still the coach on March 31st of 2028. Oh so 
the guy is is rolling in coin, and I don't want to say that he doesn't deserve. It. He's no doubt Kansas's highest paid public person by far. Uh, he's about to reach 800 career wins this year. He's already got two natties, 20 league titles, and then of course the amazing and the most amazing stat: 13 straight Big 12 championships, which is nuts. Um, the the thing that the funny thing about this is that all that NCAA stuff that was going on weeks and you know and for for years now it's all in the past and now that they've pretty much just said ah whatever give up we, we're not going to do much to you Bill come back here have more money um, and look this is what happened when Mike Shishetsky announced that he was retiring from Duke it was. It, uh, my my first thought was, well, now Bill Self is the best basketball coach in, in college basketball. He simply is. He's the best. And you need to get paid if you are the best. And Bill Self is no doubt getting that done right here. He like I said, he brings in and this and guess what? He might be he might be on his way to another national championship this year because this team is loaded. Loaded full of pieces. And not just high talent. But I think talent in areas that Bill Self wants, in particular Hunter Dickinson, where Bill Self loves to have a big man that can put his back to the bucket. Hunter Dickinson can do that as well as play outside. He's like the perfect big man for Bill Self. And so, barring a plethora of injuries, I mean, Kansas should be making a very deep run. Uh, and Bill Self is going to be putting more money into his banking. I just imagine him looking like Scrooge McDuck diving into those gold <laughs> coins on DuckTales. That's what, that's what uh, Bill Self is looking like right here. Yeah, I can't can't argue that one. I I can't be mad at a contract like that uh, for a coach this good. He's also 24 wins, uh, Kansas wins, uh, away from passing Fog Allen for the winningest KU coach. He'll have that done time. this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, assuming everything stays on track, uh, that that will be done this year, which I'm sure will be a nice um, addition to to set aside uh yeah i'm sure he gets some sort of what, mark mark on his resume i think mark on his exactly. resume he can put that he can put that right up next to the uh five million dollars or however much yeah he's gonna get a lot of money i'm gonna get uh i'll get that i'll get that kind of contract we'll get up there <laughs> better yeah. w- better win 13 consecutive well probably gonna be 14 consecutive big 12 titles if you're gonna get that kind of money there buddy I will. i'll do just that and like saying i I'm not doubting this one bit. Um, it's not a surprise. It's just a, but it is. It does kind of make you chuckle a little bit, you know, yeah. when you when you think about where where Kansas basketball has been here these previous years underneath these NCAA sanctions and the sanctions, of course, mean absolutely nothing, and and so on and so forth. Then Bill gets his money, which I'm not saying Bill doesn't deserve the money. He is, in my opinion, the best coach in college basketball. And honestly, look. Life is getting more expensive. We know that. Go to the gas pump. Go to the grocery store. Life's getting more expensive. So do you don't think that some people are going to make more money? Absolutely think they're going to. Mm. <laughs> uh, our listener, Michael, on the text line, 785-899-2222. Too bad the taxes in Kansas are going to take a chunk of that. That's positive. true. <laughs> true. They're going to take a chunk of it. But let's face it. Would you take that? Even if that chunk was taken out, still wouldn't you take that money, Michael? I would. I'd take that. The more money you make, yes, they may take more out, but you're still going to be left with a pretty good amount of money uh, there with Bill Self. So he picks up a nice win there uh, on that. Uh, and before we get to our first break, get to the cultural Power Five. Uh, last night, new set of cultural playoff rankings come out. Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, Florida State 4, Washington 5, Oregon 6. No change to the top six spots uh, any way, shape, or form. Texas 7, Alabama 8, Ole Miss 9, 
and then Penn State uh, sitting there at 10, your top 10. Look, it, we don't have to dive a whole deep dive into this. It's the same as it was last year. This will play out. Michigan plays Penn State this weekend. Ohio State's going to play Michigan at some point, you know, in the game on Thanksgiving, the Friday after Thanksgiving, or sorry, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, excuse me. They'll get that game in, and, and, and we'll we'll know more. Um, Alabama plays Ole Miss this weekend. There, there's games coming up. Uh, there's there's conference title games that are coming up that'll help shake this out. Um, so I, I don't want to dive to. Here was my biggest thing that I took away from this. It had nothing to do with the top ten. But next year we go to twelve. Next year we go to twelve teams in the College Football Playoff. Does anybody know that who's sitting at sixteen right now? That's the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> they sit at sixteen. They, and, and remember we talked yesterday about how they have three winnable games with Riley Gates. I mean. Two easy games, and of course, Kansas State, which to me is a coin flip, I think, in my opinion. You get the point that if they were to win out, they could probably be a top 12 team. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's the biggest thing that I took away from that last mm-hmm. night was like, Kansas is within striking distance now a year away, and, and you know next year could be different, but... If we if we move this scenario ahead a year to the year of 2024 of our Lord and Savior, and we bring that up there, and we have, and we get to the, I mean they they get those three wins, all of a sudden they're in the College Football Playoff, and once again we go back to Lance Leipold his amazing coaching job that he has done, that's amazing to me. I I don't, I don't know your thoughts on that, but think about where that program was just a few years ago in the doldrums of college athletics, not football, college athletics. In the doldrums. And he's resurrected that program in three years to put them in this spot that they are in right now. It's amazing to see. And like I said, if they finish out the season strong, they could be a top 12 team. They're not going to make the college playoff this year. That's fine. But think about if they in the following year, they could make that. That's unbelievable to me. Absolutely. I mean, I I have a buddy uh, up. Went to school. I went to school in Michigan. I have a buddy who lived in Kansas City, who I, I went to school with, who big big KU fan, and I I watched him have some some years where he wasn't so thrilled watching Kansas football, and it's uh, nice to see that kind of bounce back here. Like you said, Lance Leipold. I mean, come on, this was basically you, you don't think of them as having a football team at all. Granted, I'm from Michigan, but that growing up. Uh, Kansas football is not on your radar, and to see this come out of nowhere, really, and and it it's been very very cool to see. And like you said, Riley Gates mentioned it yesterday. At this point, the college football playoff ranking essentially means nothing, right? I mean, it doesn't really mean a whole lot until championship weekend, and uh, you just kind of get to see where the teams go up and down. But Kansas being this high has to feel good for a lifelong Kansas fan to. To see you get a shot at a true playoff, it's it's nice. No, it's it's got to feel great, even though it's not going to happen this year. Uh, before we get to break, of the top four, who could you see dropping out? And of the, let's say, the next five, you know, Washington through Penn State, I don't know, that's a stretch, mm. but of the next, <laughs> of, the, of the outside looking in, who do you think makes it in? Outside so, looking in, uh, we're, we're going to talk about this because there are games this week that will... <laughs> shift the uh the landscape of right, college right, football right. playoff this year uh but obviously the game decides y- you want to put ohio state at one because they have this great record but realistically that it has to be a very very close game for the game 
to have more than to have both of them end up in the playoffs afterwards, especially right. if Michigan loses because uh, of how weak their schedule is, which is a whole different argument. I have not been thrilled with that, but I got to see Michigan is probably the most likely to drop out if they lose. Um, Georgia obviously also has not played a plethora of incredible teams uh, though that has increased as the year has gone on, uh, the the SEC has kind of been trending upwards. And in, in case in the case of their strength of schedule, I gotta think Washington's on the way in, right? I mean, yeah, that would be my been pick. Playing so well all year and have just been on the outside looking in, outside looking in the whole way. I mean, there's no doubt the Pac-12 is going to go through its ringer as well because there's some really good teams, and uh, and so. But yes, I would say Washington probably the outside looking in is probably in the best spot. Uh, to do that now, Washington and Oregon could meet again in the Pac-12 championship game, uh, and so that could result in a play-in game there. I think you know Georgia's got a couple of you know they've got Ole Miss, they've got Tennessee. Those are both top 15 teams left. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is on the road, so you never know that. And one loss for them is going to drop them down because their schedule strength schedule has been okay, not great. Michigan, like you said, Michigan, Ohio State. If that if that is anywhere, if that's a two touchdown win for one of those two teams, their other one's probably falling out. Um, Florida State has has a horrible strength of schedule this year, but they're winning and they have three games left that are cakewalkers. So I don't see them dropping bar, and they have just a complete mental breakdown. Um, Alabama, like Ole Miss, has a big chance to move up this weekend. Alabama has a big chance to move up if they win and they continue to win because they'll play for uh, an SEC title and they'll have a chance to bounce in there possibly. So there's plenty there. Like I said, I I don't know about Texas. I feel maybe, maybe. I don't love it. I don't Got think it. so. I just don't think so. But, yeah, uh, there's going to be some game because Texas, I just don't know, has anybody to play the rest of the schedule that's going to vault them up ahead. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And, they, and, and, by the way, Kansas State, speaking of Texas, Kansas State, despite the loss, still in the top 25 at number 25. Yeah. Um, so – there you go. Okay, we're, we got to get to a break. When we come back, let's uh, we'll dive into our college football Power Five, our top five games. Guy eye on this weekend in the college football ranks. It's week eleven, and once again, as we said to kick off the show, it's a pretty good weekend. Pretty good weekend at college football. We'll get to that next here on the Morning Blitz.